Hello, this is Daniel Patrick Brennan, and this is the Wine is Food podcast. Uh, I am joined today by Guillaume Toma from Say Hello to Podcast People. <laughs> hi, 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 uh, Podcast we'll People. And uh, you are from? Nantes, uh, which is uh, just down south Brittany, okay. uh, so on the west side of France. N-A-N-T-E-S. Yeah. Nantes. Yeah. yeah. Pronounce that right. And... Uh, you're a winemaker here in Hawke's Bay. I am, yes. And at uh, <laughs> Alpha Domus Winery, which is, uh, I have to say, I was there, oh, well, the day I saw you, I was with uh, a friend, and uh, we tasted through the wines. And that was the first time I was there since the very first week I was in Hawke's Bay. I went around and tasted yeah. uh, some wines. And, I mean, I've had, I think, the Navigator which is uh, what, probably their second tier Bordeaux blend. Yes, it's right? a, a wine that uh, we would make every year, yep. uh, Bordeaux blend style wine. And um, I always liked that wine, but I was really impressed with the wines when we went through that tasting. Uh, again, uh, you know, it was probably a blur my first week in Hawke's Bay, so I don't remember everything. There was a couple of wineries that stood out, but uh, really was impressed with the wines and... Uh, you have a, is a, what's the Bordeaux blend that's probably like twenty four, twenty six dollar one. Uh, that would be the Navigator. Yeah, this one, I think we had and the oh eight or oh nine. Oh eight is on this at the moment. Stunning, man! For that value, for that wine, I mean, that's I really enjoy finding wines like that where you go, you almost feel like it's a secret. You're like, oh shit, man! I got like, <laughs> you know, this wine is better than plenty of fifty dollar wines out there. You no, know? that's good. It's more dominant, so quite easy to drink, obviously. Yeah. And uh, aging barrels will always make it quite attractive, obviously. Uh, hmm. um, yeah, I was. So uh, basically, uh, you know, long story short, uh, that was. What, just when harvest was sort of kicking off. Yeah, I it think. was March. I think you you came. Yeah. It was just early early March. Obviously, it was right about uh, right as the shit was hitting the fan. It was starting <laughs> exactly. to get busy. <laughs> starting to but get we don't, all the we don't do as many whites at Unison, so it wasn't quite. We weren't quite as crazy over there yet. Um, but I saw you kind of two jugs in your hand and you had some beads of sweat on your forehead and it was starting uh, to happen you know it's always sort of the way i guess whatever you you do uh, when uh, you work uh, in the cellar or you're around you always have stuff to do and if you don't have anything to do there is always some cleaning to do so yeah uh, wh- whatever it is uh, there is always some stuff to do and of course prior to vintage uh, uh, there is the big cleanup um, because you're going to to work with a raw material uh, that is very sensitive, mm-hmm. and uh, you really want uh, to give uh, the the grapes the best shot uh, as possible. Mm-hmm. So cleaning everything really to the last details is uh, is part of the of the job, and that 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 sort of means that you are really over busy uh, yeah. right from even before and the grapes come in. And it always seems like uh, no matter what you do ahead of it to prepare. The day that it, that it does come, you're, everybody's oh, what the, you know, it's crazy. Like you know, and, yeah, and, it depends. You know, it depends. Um, I, I, not, I know that on, on a few occasions, uh, you, you're quite right. I mean, uh, there's always the excitement and and the fact that you're going to use those equipment, uh, uh, those bits of equipment for the first time in a year, and they just use so much in a year, yeah. and you always cross fingers that everything is going to go right. But uh, overall, it's uh, it's really. Um, um, yeah, just the, the the excitement that that will take over, and uh, if you start, uh, if you don't do like a, a huge amount on the first day, which which can happen some uh, yeah. in some wineries, uh, that that's usually a, a 
good way to to get uh, smoothly into it. Yeah, uh, ease into it mm, a little mm, bit. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, like probably like us, we brought in all our Merlot in one day, and it was nuts and uh, it was crazy. But uh, yeah. I think there was a lot of that this year in Hawks Bay. Yeah, this year it really, really reworked really uh, by peaks. Mm. Uh, because the, the the summer was so uh, shitty and mm. so much rain and uh, not enough uh, high temperature, the 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 ripeness was definitely not here mm. on time. So uh, that means that you sort of have to wait um, for the grapes to be ripe. But in the meantime, there's a lot of pressure of disease that uh, come up. So it's 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 a whole balance to find out uh, yeah. and a whole compromise to to get through and. And uh, obviously, uh, when things were ripe, they were all ripe together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. Then you sort of maybe more rains coming yeah, or yeah. something like no, that. that. That was a very, very challenging vintage, and and we we had a huge, uh, like we probably, yeah, as you said, um, probably had one day to to put everything together get the press started and all that with the whites and the week after it was like basically most of the whites that came all at once and that's just huge amount of work and huge peak of work and then it was this false rhythm where you were sort of waiting you knew there was all these reds coming but yeah, yeah, they were like not ready not ready still the weather was starting to get a bit better and, and, and no, that, that that was good because we 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 were able to wait um uh, because the 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 disease pressure was not that bad in the end um uh, yeah, we really had done a lot of work in the vineyard, mm. so a lot of aeration really helped uh, the, the the grapes to to go through i think uh this year like last year was if you had done your work all summer and really just end it well oh, that was autumn, the key that was the key and, yeah yeah and there, was, there would be places that didn't well, yeah. do that but i think the places like alpha domus and unison and trinity hill and these yes. places that you know really look after the vineyard yes uh, yes i agree and have a good um sort of loyal crew and how, how long have you been at alpha domus about five years now oh. so it's my sixth vintage i arrived just um, at the end of vintage 2007 so technically uh, it's my sixth one but i really didn't do the m much at all in 2007 oh, okay. so so yeah uh, i've done five full vintages over there so and what's your title there uh, titles are uh, always some weird some, stuff. Some weird stuff, yeah. <laughs> Obscure uh, yeah, titles yeah. that mean things and, yeah. and yeah, yeah, means things and others. Um, uh, but basically, uh, I'm doing the work of, s of seller master because yeah. I'm looking after the whole seller. Yeah. Uh, I'm assisting the winemaker, but I don't know. Winemaker assistant is possibly in slightly bigger structure mm. um, because all, all year round uh, uh, I'm my own boss almost uh, I'm organizing my days and yep. and can do my own, own thing and yeah sort of sensed and that was one of the things like I said I popped in that day I sensed uh, you were kind of running the show there and uh, you know doing your thing you know what I mean or as opposed to yes uh, trying to figure out or anybody else but so who's the winemaker there is so the head winemaker is Kate Galloway she, she, Kate she's Galloway, been um, right. yeah she, she's been uh, working at Alpha Domus for uh, over 10 years and um, uh, she's been the head winemaker for the lab since 2004 I think mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah no she, she's a very very talented person um, but these days uh, she works part-time um, so she would do a lot of um, the tasting and really give the the the, the rough lines where we're mm -hmm. heading to, and she would make the decision on 
on the blends and and uh, during vintage she, she yeah, she's here uh, and, uh, yeah, more m- m- most most of the time basically but uh, uh, she she would make the calls on how long you want macerate when to press when to uh, do but but I'm running all the technical aspect of the winery and sure. and the 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 day to day things which is a, a huge amount of. Uh, of work in in the in the shade uh, behind the, the yeah, curtains, basically. Yeah, you seem like you were in the lab and out in the cellar and. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you do you have a lab? F- did you have a lab? You don't have like a dedicated lab person there. No, no, no there's no 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 yeah, dedicated. So you guys do yes, all this stuff yes, because yes. it's a big enough winery where. Well, how much would you have? One or two interns? So you had. Uh, yeah, we, we've got two people usually, uh, plus me and Kate. Yeah. So so altogether, that's a team of four. Uh, basically some years uh, we had more people uh, how many tons did you do this year well the, I, the the tons are not going to reflect really yeah, the, yeah. Um, the amount of work big, because how the, big the, the, the how big is the vineyard well let's say that the vineyard is 20 hectares there used to be uh, another uh, vineyard of um, 12 hectares mm-hmm. so um, 2007 was, was the the biggest crop uh, ever over there and they, they, they processed the uh, 450 tons <laughs> uh, but this this year we we did um just under 200 mm-hmm. uh but it, it's it's a too. huge amount of uh, different products yeah um like we've got 15 different wines on on the display in the yeah, uh, so. uh, yeah in the cellador um so, so there is a lot of, of work to to get there obviously yeah. and um, the funny thing is that sometimes if you do 300 tons it wouldn't take much more work. Uh, I mean, in Marlboro, you could do a thousand tons yeah, yeah, and be yeah, done yeah. within two weeks. Yeah, uh, if you do a mono, mono product, it's uh, it's obviously reducing the the time frame uh, of work a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but but here we, we 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 have vintage that lasts for three months. So, s- because we do from dry whites and yep. early varieties uh, to late harvest and noble wines, yep. uh, altogether it's a long long uh, harvest time. And you enjoy that that's been your background and it is great to be able to to do uh, all types of wine um mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's why i'm in hawks bay is yeah that, really that, like, that, like that's that that's the, the the reason i came here in the first place yeah. but uh sometimes it's a bit long i mean the the when may hits you yeah, really <laughs> just <laughs> don't want to do long hours anymore yeah. and and you know there's always a few that are coming and it's like oh yeah. but i mean yeah that's part of the of the job i guess uh, so um, you got here in 2006 six, six the first time and yes. uh well let's go way way back tell me something about Nantes? Nantes? Sorry. Nantes. Uh, Nantes, yes. Yeah. So, so Nantes, Nantes is uh, one of the cities um, on the Loire Valley. It's, it's one of the last um, cities uh, 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 before the ocean. Which valley? Loire Valley. Oh, Loire, okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah the Loire Valley. And um, uh, there's some wine produced over there. Uh, it's a very dry white wine. Like Chenin, right? Uh, Chenin is a touch more in Anjou, which is a touch uh, more inland. Uh, but in Nantes, the the vineyards over there they produce mainly um, a variety called Muscadet. Yeah. Uh, Muscadet. Muscadet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that uh, makes a very dry white wine that obviously uh, go quite well with seafood and um, sure. uh, shellfish. 
plenty of oyster next to the ocean over there next to Brittany uh, plenty of fishermen and plenty of fish uh, so that's quite a wine appropriate <laughs> product wine, yeah yeah wine is food right that's yeah yeah so, oh, so that, that is the name of this podcast ah wine is food wine oh, is sweet. food so, yeah well yeah. Th that's always I didn't give you I know this is the world famous podcast yeah. yet but, uh, <laughs> no I mean that's uh, I really I think uh, identify with uh, European winemakers at least because i grew up drinking those wines a little more and i think i just tend to gravitate a palate to those that style yeah uh sometimes i find it hard to pair food with some of the new world wines because they're just it different is and really yeah, bright yeah, yeah, and everything. you're quite right uh, uh, that that's a very interesting point um because coming from france where you have a uh, all this appellation system that is quite hard to understand for for um, foreigners uh, mm -hmm. and and beginners uh, in wine. Um, pretty much all the wines have got a good match of something and from the and region. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's always a specialty. So so the winemaking is very very uh, linked um, to the food um, yeah. and gastronomy around the place regionally. Uh, and same in Italy and, and uh, Spain and. Uh, but I, I think what's cool and what I'm enjoying here and maybe you are too is that that's sort of happening now. And, and absolutely, you know, we're like finding, you know, okay, well, you know, what food does go well with the wine? Yes, Hawks yes, Bay, for instance, yes, yes, and yes. Regionally, yeah. you know, because it's an interesting area where okay, well, well there is gr some great seafood here but obviously there's a lot of lamb and beef here so that quite goes quite yeah well and, and, and you have to to um, to take in consideration and and for me that's the main thing um uh, in new zealand that's uh, it's a very pluricultural um, country and therefore there's a huge influence of um, other types of food like asian yeah it's very big in this country yeah, who indian and, and things like this uh, german and some of the french you know the Viognier and the Gewurztraminer and, you know, even down the Sauvignon Blanc and some of the, even the Chardonnays and, well, we just had some sort of Asian food Monday night with uh, about four different bottles of Gewurztraminer and yeah. who would have thought German yeah. wine and Asian food. Yeah, sure, sure. That you, you, you're completely that's right. that's what's and, happening and, here. And yeah. that, that's the whole point of it is that it, it never ends. The the the, the trials of uh, yeah. matching food and wine never ends. Uh, uh, and uh, that's one of the things I love because uh, it's so open and there's nothing wrong in trying no. new things. No. Sometimes it, it will not work, but sometimes it's extremely um, uh, incredible what, what much you can get. Mm. Uh, I, I did an experiment a few years back and it was <laughs> a very silly experiment, but it's tasting wine in a black glass so you yep. can't see the the color of the wine and just determining if it's uh, red or white it can seem silly yeah no but it's tough but it's tough <laughs> and a lot of people screw it up yes <laughs> yes and, and i mean even when you have like at the time i think i had a, already five years in the wine industry experience and uh, and yes some of the uh, fresh <laughs> uh, fruity reds uh, that yeah, have got tendency to, here, to carry yeah. some uh, some nice acidity uh, compared to some uh, heavier style uh, 
uh, whites uh, with blends of different varieties and would have been yeah. Asian barrels like oof yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't really put uh, your hand to cut you know it's yeah. like a, it can be very Imagine tricky a so big bordel with a nice white fish or something <laughs> you're like oh sorry I screwed that up <laughs> but, but I, I'm very keen on actually on doing that trying trying to, to yeah, drink it I mean not every time because there's still no, but it's neat to say oh, like I, I uh, only in the last few years, I really thought about, well, you were here for the big Thanksgiving meal that I did yeah. here. And uh, it wasn't until, I think we used to drink a lot more red wine. I mean, some white was always around, but we were reds. It wasn't until, I'd say, the last four or five years that I you really just sort of switched to rosé with, with uh, I don't think it's quite good with turkey. And, you know, Unison does a nice rosé, so I had some access to that. But um, I think that that's a... You know, now that's sort of shifted, but it was all about, well, let's try this out, you know? It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. you know, turkey can be pretty heavy and yes, yes, for a white yes. meat. Um, yeah, I mean, there's dark just, meat in there, too. So. It's just the sweetness sometimes of the food that you have to cut with some nice, fresh, acidic wine. Mm. And that can be uh, in a light red, that can be in a rosé, that can be in a uh, in, in a in a bigger um, white wine. And uh, I mean, when I say bigger white wine, it's slightly yeah. bigger structured uh, yeah. uh, white wine, uh, but that would still retain a, f- a sort of freshness. So, so so you yeah, know, experiments are, are great, and and uh, there's nothing wrong in trying. And if it doesn't work well, you, you just drink the wine, the wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, and yeah. you open another bottle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so you said when you tried that experiment, you had uh, six years or five years before that. So when yeah. did you, uh, and this has been, I said this to uh, Hayden, the last guy I interviewed, this has been the, what I've found has been the trend, at least in the, the start of this little podcast that I'm doing is kind of asking people, uh, you know, what got them into wine, what started, and I think... Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly with talking to some of the old world people, they would think, oh, he must have grown up on a vineyard and he must have done that. I actually know nothing about your background, but um, um, how did you get in? Yeah, what, well, where did you start? Quite, quite in- interestingly, um, uh, uh, it was not my first call. I actually um, uh, was quite brilliant at school, uh, quite uh, academic. Uh, you were quite brilliant. Sc- yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, oh, quite, okay. quite, quite brilliant <laughs> at school. I mean, I was always <laughs> top of the class and, and, and things like this. But um, as many uh, young lads, uh, I brew it all off. And I went to do music, which was uh, extremely interesting. I, I loved it. Mm. Um, but uh, so I just basically quit uh, uh, all studies and all um, form of uh, school because I was finding it a very... Uh, uh, boring in a way. There was no link with uh, reality. Yeah, uh, it was very, very um, so, yeah, theoretic. This, this is something else that I yeah, yeah. found very interesting, and I found out uh, Thanksgiving night, which I didn't know. First, we had a conversation a couple, you know, probably before harvest. How much you were into? You knew more about Pink Floyd than anybody <laughs> that I've ever spoken to. <laughs> yeah. and uh, I find that's pretty awesome uh, when you say, "Oh, here's uh, somebody who grew up." 
speaking another language. Uh, and uh, I mean, I know some guys growing up. I, I definitely like Pink Floyd and all that, but I knew some yeah, guys yeah. who I thought knew some stuff about him. But man, you were going, oh, this album, this guy was here and he left then, and this is what was going. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, uh, uh, cool, you know. You're talking about my favorite band, so I guess if you have okay. sort of a passion for yeah, yeah. a band, you sort I just of hit on no, it. It was random, <laughs> yeah. like, little, no, no, and I, little, that's great. I mean, yeah. but, but but Pink Floyd, of course, is a monument of music, and they have brought up so many classical. Uh, throughout the, yeah. their lives but then the other thing i found out is that you're do you sing in a choir in napier or yes used to? Yes, yeah, you do. yes yes well, so, uh, this I, year it's a bit tricky actually but uh yeah i heard your voice uh well let's just say you were out singing in the vineyard after thanksgiving yeah meal, and <laughs> I thought, what, what is that sounds nice what oh it's it's cute. okay all right well you know you and pierre were out singing in the in the but your voice is really strong yeah 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 no no i, I do i do have a, a inheritance uh, from uh, my my dad i, I guess that uh, had a strong voice and my grandmother was uh, singing choirs and all that so i guess i got those genes um yeah uh, and and uh, you know I, I i really love singing and uh, so yeah, I was very in, in, interested in music. Did a lot of different styles. What uh, do you? What stuff do you sing in the Napier Choir? Like oh, in the Napier Civic Choir, it's um, very classical pieces, mm -hmm. um, uh, and that's great. I mean, there's like eighty chorists, so it really sounds great. What's the name of the the group or the choir? Oh, it is Napier Civic Choir. Napier Civic Choir. So, okay. so yeah, we perform concert at the cathedral. Um, but for me, it's a bit hard because the first one is sure. always uh, during vintage, and this year vintage was a bit uh, longer than expected. Uh, so therefore, uh, they were missing your big bellow then, you know. Oh uh, yeah, but th there's enough people there, and that's <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah, I, I can attend to it this year. There's a bit too many things happening. Uh, well, uh, you in just my had life. A, or you have a, you're expecting? Is that yeah, right? my my wife is pregnant, so 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 that's uh, yeah, puts the, a bit of a. Uh, that's a bit yeah that's a big responsibility yeah 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 it's a lot of things to prepare and all that so so no uh um yeah i, I am singing and so so yeah that's the way i started uh uh my uh basically adult life uh, uh singing in bands and different different styles of music mm -hmm. um and, and obviously well after a while i, I, I sort of realized that uh uh, despite my passion for it, it, it would be very uh, tough to 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 make a, a living um, out of it. And uh, yet, uh, coming uh, back from my uh, youth, uh, where everything seems to be uh, nice and shiny, mm. um, I realized that uh, there was a, a lot of uh, individualism in in uh, in the business of music. Uh, like people would put a nice face um, when talking to each other and sort of faking to be in the same boat but uh, uh, as soon as people were going away it was all knives in the back and all that so stabbing in the back and and it's I, uh, yeah, I, i've always yeah i've been very disillusioned uh, and yeah the 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 well sort of feasibility and financial side of um, of the music uh, was a bit of a worrying point so uh, i tried to think about uh, i definitely had some academic skills and i thought we, I well think we could talk for a long time that's what i i don't know if you, i did that for 
six years in my 20s i was uh yeah. working in the music industry well you know with a particularly well band and yeah and it was it was like that it was it yeah was yeah really so tough and it's it's, it's a dirty it, business you know it's and very nice and shining when you talk to people and yeah everybody's smiling but it's just a shock's world it's just terrible yeah. and everybody will try to get the gig and to 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 push the others away and Yeah, and, and and I was very very disillusioned about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Right? Yes, so, and, so. and nowadays, uh, well, the one people ask me, well, what, you know, what's the difference? You know, because there are definitely some parallels between the two, the music business and the wine business. I, I do find you know, that I think too. There's an artistic thing to it. There is sort of, at least with good wine, uh, there's that, uh, you know, sort of untangible you know thing that you can't quite put your finger on uh with making it and who makes why why you like one you know one yep. bottle of wine and you don't like it. it's a matter of taste yes and, it's absolutely and and music is the same way it's it's uh you know how can i tell you if you like a song or not you just say i like that song i like yep. pop music or i like pink floyd or i like yeah, yeah. you know there there's the, everybody has an yeah, opinion yeah. and the same goes for well i like this bottle of wine and or i like you know uh Yeah, no, Unfortunately, Bay, uh, or what, what, I, what I would say is that um, uh, same parallel for music. Uh, uh, the negative point about all that is that some bad wines can be very well marketed, yep. and they will be very successful because a lot of people don't know enough, which is a bit crude and silly to say because it's not about knowing; uh, it's about enjoying. But um, you, you you can sort of, uh, as a winemaker. Uh, you know that some of the wines are not that great, but because they are part of a big uh, company and they are so well marketed, they are mm. sold everywhere, and 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 that's making like sort of very successful things. And same thing with music; um, it's not always the best stuff that no. uh, is the the, the 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 most popular because it's all about marketing, and especially in society but, uh, nowadays. But the, you so. know, it's kind of cool though, even as I'm sure you are a fan of music and a fan of wine. It's like just like I was talking about earlier when I find that twenty-five dollar bottle of Navigator. Yeah, yeah. It's like finding that in indie band that yes. nobody's like heard of or something, and you're like, Fuck, "Yeah, this is mine." <laughs> you know, this is my my you know my new thing. Yeah, that no, gonna, that, that, that's right. Yeah, no, I I haven't done that for quite a while, and uh, I should uh, try to. Oh, I got some tunes for you. Don't worry, <laughs> and I'll find some wine for you. Too. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I I'm drinking a few stuff, but. Uh, The, there hasn't been enough of this uh, wow factor lately and uh, uh, yeah I tend to sometimes yeah you just go through phases where you're just happy with what you have and you're not mm -hmm. in the research of new things uh, mm -hmm. um, which is not a bad thing obviously but uh, yeah, it's, it's always good to to sort of uh, be surprised yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so we got to get back to France. Sure, so you're sure, in sure. France. So yeah, yeah. so after after uh, these three years of music uh, experience, basically, I uh, decided to go back to school, um, uh, but I didn't quite know what to do, uh, obviously. But at this stage, uh, I was um, my my family doesn't come at all from a um, uh, wine uh, okay. background, um, but uh, one of my uh, best mates. Uh, who uh, happens to be my parents' neighbor, uh, so who was my neighbor when I was growing up. Uh, he, he he was in, the, uh, his father had a vineyard and was making wine, and so he had a, he was going to take over the, the business. Mm -hmm. So sort of discovered um, wine and with him, 
uh, from quite an early age. <laughs> That's good. I could That's say, good. yeah, 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 yeah. So good memories there, obviously. And uh, uh, yeah, we we were a group of friends um, uh, and very very keen on gastronomy too. So it sort of all came uh, in this late teens, early twenties. Uh, where so how were you when you were doing music then? You were in oh, it was really my late teens. I was doing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same sort of time where I sort of discovered wine and the pleasures of uh, matching food and wine and mm-hmm. really got into gastronomy, cooking our own stuff uh, uh, every sure. now and again on a Saturday night, uh, put a big, um, a big uh, uh, note uh, on the table and go and buy some stuff, cook our own stuff, uh, buy the good bottle. I know exactly what you mean. So <laughs> it's, it's, it was so cool and, and I really loved it. And, and, and on top of that, uh, well wine and viticulture uh, um, there's all aspects that i really like it's like a link with nature yeah uh, but it's also linked with technology uh, and that's an ongoing world and that's linked with travels and and with culture and with history and and yeah with with quite a lot of uh, things and you can invent your own story that you don't need to 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 belong to some sort of sect to, to actually enjoy it and mm. and uh, yeah I, I really uh, like that so so thanks to to this friend of, of mine um, obviously who introduced me uh, uh, to the wine industry and and yeah so I, I studied in Bordeaux then uh, from 2000 to 2002 uh, studied uh, energy and um, viticulture and then had a few experiences uh, how big is that school is it was it University of Bordeaux or? Uh, or? It's not the university uh, on this side. It's um, uh, the School of Medoc, so yep. uh, the left w- uh, side uh, of yeah, Bordeaux, the, of the, the river. Is that the Merlot side? No, it's more the Cabernet side. The cab- left yeah. Cabernet Merlot. Merlot right, is uh, right, more Saint Emilion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the Medoc. Yeah, Medoc. So, so but uh, yeah, that that was a um, oh, yeah, that's right, that's good, good experiences yeah. and. Uh, and met a lot of people uh, that uh, still friend with Pierre is one of these. We mm. studied together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. We that. studied together. Sorry, talking he's, about he's, a f- friend. He's probably of the next. Uh, the next online French, for the, the next Frenchman, at least. Yeah. To, uh, I must try to speak to him when I yeah, ask yeah. him Friday night if we can chat. Because yes. uh, I, I think it's really cool that uh, there is this little. I don't want to say a swell, but there's a, definitely a little bit of a movement of some Europeans and and some. Uh, there's a few Americans, but there's definitely a, a little more of an international movement coming into Hawke's Bay who want to stay here. Yes, yes. Well, it's a very attractive region. Uh, you see, there's a microclimate here. And the but I mean, I talk to some wine soils and stuff that come through and they're like, oh, it's kind of, I'm like, you know, it's not, it's definitely not for everybody. I've definitely some people, who, but I, as far as winemaking and the life and the, you know, the, the, um, the culture and what what you can be to help develop it, I yeah, think, yeah. is a great great region. You know, yeah, I, I like it too. Uh, uh, I, I grew up in the in the countryside. Uh, I mean, I was like twenty minutes from North, which is a four hundred uh, or five hundred thousand town. But um, yeah, I was in the countryside, so I've always been sort of used to this uh, more relaxed uh, yeah, I like uh, side of thing, and 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 that suits me, my my. Uh, my likings, my life, and uh, what mm. I want to do. So, so yeah, and and there's this potential in this region that is uh, huge and, and unbelievable. But 
Um, there's different ways and it's always very hard to market yourself obviously in a in this competitive world nowadays yeah but there, there's ways to to find some little markets here or there and to just make a quiet living it's not always about uh, getting super rich and all yeah. that it's just uh, no, it's, trying to it's make about a making a life and yeah living, yeah you know? having, having good uh, good time uh, on our time on this planet basically Absolutely. and uh, and if it comes uh, through that well good and that's what i want to do and uh, yeah so you, after you finished that uh in bordeaux yeah you i, I worked for a year in the loire valley uh for a big uh, company uh, which was kind of a uh, interesting um, experience but not uh not at all what i wanted to do so i've never really worked after that for big big companies mm. um because that's a very industrial way of making wine and that's not a lot of interest uh, and you really lose the the link with nature yeah um and then uh, i started traveling so went uh, in australia first in Margaret river uh worked for a little um, uh, winery c- uh, called uh, eagle vale over there that was lovely i really eagle vale eagle eagle vale yeah eagle vale okay um uh, very very interesting what uh, kind of wine did they make Oh, a whole range uh, from Sauvignon Blanc, Semillon blend to Chardonnay. Uh, um, a little cooler there then. Syrah, well, Shiraz and uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Um, pretty much s- sort of same type of um, climate uh, as you would find in the Hogs Bay. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty similar except that longer and drier summers. Mm. So it is Australia after all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's sort of a corner where it's, it still gets wet uh, mm. in winter, and and you have a little bit more of an influence of uh, vintages um, because in lots of other regions uh, you don't have vintages. No, it's, <laughs> it's like the same just product hot. every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just dry and hot. Yeah, 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 no, but that was extremely interesting uh, and first uh, experience abroad in an uh, English spoken country. Uh, so, so after that, uh, that experience, uh, I went back to to study marketing of wine uh, in the south of France in Montpellier uh, because it was sort of when you have an idea of how production works, uh, it's all great, but uh, you generally don't have a clue how to sell the stuff. So, so I just studied that in order to 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 know what was the whole. Yeah. big unknown uh, around that that's not my main uh, that was like passion a, y- a year yeah a one year yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, n- it's not my main passion um, marketing and uh, uh, selling wine but it's definitely part of the thing and if you if it, if you're talking about your own wine and your you own product to. it's it's far easier to sell than it's a, amazing to me um, that and I think it's changing, certainly with uh, younger winemakers. They're are, are understanding it a little more now. That well, it's, there's guys who come up and they start out as you know a seller hand and are intern, and then they become a seller foreman, and then they become an assistant winemaker, and then all of a sudden they become a winemaker, and you're supposed to know accounting, marketing, business strategy, yes. all this stuff, and um, particularly marketing. Uh, you know, you're the one, you're the sort of face of the brand. Absolutely, And yeah, you have yeah. to have a good handle of where you want to take things, where you want to go. And um, I don't have a marketing degree or anything like that, but I've always had it in mind. It's like, you know, yeah, who, who yeah. cares about your product? And you know it, I mean? it, is, it is extremely interesting to actually study these things because you re- realize uh, um, that if you want to do some exporting for example exporting wine uh, 
you can't just uh, decide one day uh, getting up and getting thinking that you're going to export your wine it's extremely expensive it's a big investment and the returns are not always there because it's a very competitive uh, mm. world we live in so so yeah that's you hear that Always guys so decibelwines.com <laughs> <laughs> please help that's part of the reason why we do the podcast you have to get creative with marketing and do things like podcasts and uh get people interested in it but no totally i mean that's uh yeah, that's yeah. why i do stuff like this is not you know and i just really enjoy talking to different people and finding different stories but i mean shit i know you gotta it out there and talk about it and, yeah yeah and, yes, and so, there's some so, people that i've talked to winemakers just say i just don't want to do it i don't like it and i think that's a better approach than saying you know i'm going to try it but i don't like it it's like well if you don't like it then just do something you know be you know have a role in your company yes. that you don't do that yes uh, i think it's going to be tough though in this day and age where you sort of have to be multi multitasker is no no more anymore that this person is just an enologist and no no certainly not no especially in the wine industry it's amazingly complex and uh and uh full of uh, different fields that you need to be good at on all yeah. things so so it's but uh, that's what i like about it too yeah, yeah. it is it is and uh, but it can be daunting sometimes and uh and that just means that you 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 need to know where you're heading towards mm. when you when you make the choice of uh, yeah. of doing it because it's not a relaxing activity and uh, there's no, no real rests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're not making wine, you're out selling it. And, yes, uh, yes, exactly. So where yeah. after you left, did that year back in south of France? Yeah. So so just by the way, that was on this year that I did the um, tasting in the black glasses. Oh, okay. So there, that was five years basically from when I started. Mm-hmm. It was back in 2005. This. So from then, I I then um, went to the U.S. and California and did a vintage in uh, uh, over there in the Knights Where? Valley. Uh, which is just in between uh, Napa and Sonoma Valley. Uh, what, what? The Knights Valley. The Knights Valley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a very, very tiny... Uh, yeah. I mean, like I just did Harvest in Napa, and I don't even know. Four wineries uh, and, uh, like, top, top uh, winery. Uh, it was called Peter Michael Winery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those guys, uh, talking about marketing, it was just amazing. Uh, um, they, they they had, uh, like, 13,000 customers on their main list yeah. and they were selling all direct and they had 7,000 yeah, 7, like customers on the waiting list and yeah. it's just like wow yeah. you must be kidding so so yeah amazingly successful uh, in terms of uh, of marketing um, and uh, I mean the, the price point of the wine the wine was selling from 70 to 200 dollars a US a bottle so so that that's it's very very awesome. high yeah. quality uh, well High marketed wine. Um, it's really yeah, it's pretty awesome. And, I, but yeah, very interesting to 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 to, to do an experience over there, uh, and love traveling. That's the great thing too about winemaking is that when you do the traveling around the place, uh, uh, you 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 get to discover some places and you work in the place, so you sort of know um, the, the yeah the people yeah, yeah the people how how the they're going to yeah and yeah, and, yeah and you talk a lot and and so yeah you always go to see all some stuff so really loved uh, my my trip over there my the people I was staying with was quite quite funny uh, they wanted to kidnap me uh, to kidnap me they didn't want me to leave <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah I finally left and and uh, we, we stayed in contact since then so so I still uh, email them um, yeah. on a regular basis call them my Auntie oh, and I'd uncle to, from uh, from the US. Maybe I'm going in a month or so. I'll have to 
check them out when I'm there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, put me in touch so I can get like a private from, tasting. From something. from Santa Rosa, uh, yeah, yeah. But there were people that didn't have anything to deal with them. Uh, the, the wine industry, but I was just uh, renting a room. Uh, oh, oh, they were the yeah, people yeah. of the house, not at yeah, the winery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. But, so but, <laughs> but, but, but still, still, uh, you know, it, it, it was just a, a good experience uh, altogether. And uh, uh, the guy was making his own wine and all that. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, well, after that, uh, uh, it was here, 2006, uh, New Zealand. Uh, so I worked a vintage at Hatton Estate, mm-hmm. uh, which was on the Gimbal Gravel, so right in in the middle of the, the yeah the yeah I know about vineyard and really great stuff. I, I loved the place. Uh, I was uh, extremely keen on uh, on the boss over there. Yeah, uh, Michael uh, Damon King. A lot of people mm. say good things about. Very him. very yeah. very nice I guy. I spoke to him on the phone one time. I was yeah. to, I ordered some wine from him. He was a really cool guy. Yeah, oh, extremely extremely cool guy and and. Uh, that that's one of the things that really made me want to to well to to that made me have a a, a better look at this country because uh, it was like uh, the guy is like the boss is uh, he's got quite a few uh, um, bit of dollars in his uh, bank account uh, he's coming from a background of being a golden boy uh, back in uh, the banks in London Singapore yeah, yeah. and all that um, and I mean he could uh, be very uh, snob about it all but he's actually put himself down to earth and talked to you as if you were his best friend and mm-hmm. and you have a beer after work uh, in the pub and that's all good and and that was great I mean I, I really enjoyed that and I, I, I mean later on uh, after my experience over there um, we, we sort of became friends and had dinners together and that was great i mean that that's sort of the the, the kind of people that you yeah there's a lot, make something special about the place mm. too it's like a, um it's rare to see a place where you mix uh, so much um everybody and and nobody cares here yeah um mm. i think it's uh again getting back to that sort of uh, a little bit of a movement of some people who are figuring out uh, what Hawks Bay has to offer and yeah. sort of trying to establish roots here. And that's what I'm trying to do, you know, and I think it sounds like you are. And uh, you're starting a family here now. And mm. uh, um, it's it's all go. Yeah. Um, and, so then, yeah. and then you went to Alpha Domus. Well, just for the story, yeah, the, I was um, renting a room um, uh, in a house back in 2006. Um, and... Uh, well, I pretty much fell in love with um, the owner of the house, okay. <laughs> yeah. and so we 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 got together, and and um, she came to France uh, when I went back to France, um, and and I came back afterwards. So back in two thousand seven here. And she's kiwi. She's she's a kiwi. Yes. Yeah. 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 So so that was that uh, makes things easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it does. So, so yeah, but back in two thousand seven and, and starting uh, the. Uh, well, after we were sure that uh, that there was something serious about about uh, us too, uh, so I, I did a vintage in between in France. So yeah, sometimes you do two or three vintages in a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, uh, two thousand six or seven, uh, I can't remember two thousand six. I think it was uh, three vintages. I uh, also had a loop in uh, Hungary to do, to see. Uh, how they Another were Eastern European. A, I just spoke to yeah. Uh, Turkey, the uh, well, I spoke wine. to a Romanian winemaker. Yeah. Uh, well, five mo- five weeks ago, six weeks ago, towards the end of harvest, and Hayden, who is the w- winemaker over at uh, William Murdoch, which is an organic vineyard on the Gibbet Gravels, he did one 
in Bulgaria. Yeah. And I have had some Hungarian wines, though. Some nice yeah, wines. Yeah, the, the Tokai wine. I, I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's uh, the, the the sweet wines. Uh, mm. Very, very um, exceptional wines, really. Yeah. And um, really worth trying. So I, I just wanted to know how they were making and uh, making oh, those, those So wines how are you able to squeeze that in? Is that an earlier harvest? Or no, it's very late harvest very because late. it's sweet okay. wines. So, oh, okay. so, so what I did is that I did a vintage uh, in New Zealand, then ca- went back to France, did a vintage um, in the Muscadet in my own uh, region mm-hmm. with my friend. Uh, but vintage just lasts for a month basically and it's quite early and then I, I drove to to Hungary to do vintage over there uh, and now it's all sort of EU now so it's pretty yeah yeah know. yeah I mean, Europe's always been fairly easy to travel around yes I, I, I drove drove uh, from my place to over there without uh, stopping at a single um, boundary so it's great so yeah it is a very very nice way to to do uh, mm. to do travel but um, yeah there's also some Financial problems yes. does well, appear sometimes. Into, <laughs> we have to get into all that right now, but uh, no, no, but yeah. yeah so, so, so yeah. no, and so yeah. I went back um, to Sun Seven and I did the vintage at uh, Church Road. Oh, okay. uh, this vintage. They're making some great wines right now. They, they really do. They really do make some some great wines, but um, just slightly oversized um, to my liking. Yeah, well, they're owned by a big company, and absolutely, yeah, yeah. and but but so they. they they make brilliant uh, wines and lots of different batches and all that. But the problem is that when you work as an intern over there, um, because it's uh, three shifts, um, if if you start to follow a tank or uh, you can come back the next day and it's gone yeah. and you don't know where it's gone. And it's been pretty interesting because the winemakers, uh, the head winemakers take all the, the, the decisions yeah. and they don't always tell you about things. So, so yeah, that was a bit the, the downturns like, uh, very hard to follow something so when you you have a product uh, that you really keen on it's it's about impossible it makes to it tough to learn too yeah you know? yeah it's like well okay now i was interested because they had done that and uh, there was this aspect of the one that i really liked and now they've blended it with something else so i don't even know how, what the effect of that is uh, yeah. medium term so it was a bit frustrating for that and a bit yeah a bit too big for for my liking because yeah for, for this reason very hard to follow up uh, products but uh, then yeah i tried some of the the wines we had made this vintage and there they were some some good stuff and they, yeah, they, they come up with some really good some stuff of the, yeah uh, some of the smaller the year. couve series and the and yeah the, yeah and definitely the, yeah, yeah. Well, they're just a reserve. I think is really yeah, nice. The reserve but, and that would be and stuff. Yeah. That, but yeah, there is some. They're owned by one of the big brands, so there's some some yeah. big winemaking there. Yeah, yeah. And then you ended up at Alpha Domus, yet? Yes, or? yes. <laughs> so, so well, the the story uh, is that uh, David um, was the winemaker at Hatton Estate. And his partner Kate is the winemaker. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that they were. Domus, so, 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 yeah, that was the link after um, after vintage 2007. That was very big for Alphadomus. Uh, the interns were going back home, and um, uh, there was still a lot of work to do. Basically, sure. a lot of pressing going on, and all the last pressing of Cabernet. Uh, some of the stuff still fermenting. So. Um, Kate was looking after somebody, and and I was just finishing my uh, work at uh, Church Road, so that sort of fell nicely to me. Um, Good, because I could, uh, uh, yeah, I could follow up. Um, however, I had to go back in France. Well, I, I had sort of a ticket and visa stuff and all that. So, yeah, I know so, I so I left for <coughs> for a few months, but uh, uh, I came back uh, by the end of the, the the year and pretty much stayed uh, since then um, over there. 
and now you get to see uh, the season from beginning to end. And yeah, and yeah. it's interesting too because um, learning curve is great and traveling is great and all that, but it's very exhausting to just do two vintages a year and not to have a point where you can rest and call home. Yeah, uh, I mean it's great. I really loved it, but. Um, no, there is a point uh, where f- yeah, uh, I'm hoping to get to that point still <laughs> myself. I, <laughs> yes, no, uh, I, I hope next year is, is more yes, like that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I really do want to um, stay for the full year. And but you're right, yeah, it's tricky. It's and it's great also to, to actually yeah, yeah yeah to to actually follow the the, the life of the wine yeah. throughout the year because uh, even if there's far less happening, uh, um, uh, like the big times of the wine is the vintage of the from harvesting to to having the the wine in barrel or tank but and then it's towards bottling oh, sure, when you have the, fil- and the finding and yeah, filtration fining but and in, yeah. the, in the meantime there's always a whole lot of little things that uh, nobody sees and that's what i'm doing all year around basically and yeah. and this requires uh, a lot of attention because you deal with a lot of barrels a lot of different batches mm. a lot of tanks and you can't really let go uh, so, so so that's uh where you have to be organized, uh, you know, in order to to look after every wine mm. and make sure you don't uh, uh, you Screw don't fuck up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, I don't, you know, for you guys out there who are listening, Alpha Domus has the um, airplane uh, on the uh, on the label, and we're actually well around the corner from that right now is where I live and where we're recording this in the. Wine is food. Decibel Wine Studio here. Um, but we're out in the middle of Vineyard and Bridge Pa, and uh, I just heard a plane fly over and made me think of that. Um, and so we hope, you know, people out there listening will get to Hawks Bay and taste these wines and uh, come well, check the, out. The wines are pretty well marketed worldwide. Anyway. Yeah, I think you'll be able to find so, them uh, yeah. in a lot of markets. Are, is there any in the U.S.? Uh, there used to be. Um, I know there's some UK, right, and Australia. We 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 still are working with a few things, but it's uh, uh, different states have different laws. Yeah, so, so yeah. we export just in a few so states. Just, I think that's, but, full, that's cool. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, you might be able to find it out there. Um, but I think more importantly is to get some people to Hawks Bay and come around and taste sure. these wines and come <laughs> to the beach and uh, yeah. Um, so I think by the time, uh, and I just looked at it, we've done f- almost 50 minutes, which is pretty serious. So I'm definitely, a lot of times after I interview somebody, I'll come back, you know, a week later and follow up with uh, uh, a few things. And uh, I think but we're pretty good time right now. So yeah. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to sure. say uh, <laughs> that I think by the time this interview gets posted, uh, the decibelwines.com website will have like a little more feature on the podcast and links to everything. Uh, and I will have some information about Loire Valley, uh, about maybe the region of France you're from. I'll, uh, yep. If you have any questions, uh, as always, you can email wineisfood at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to ask him and anything about Alpha Domus, anything about Hawks Bay as usual. But uh, as we were saying earlier, the marketing is an important part. So, uh, yeah, the we're gonna there's definitely some decibel wines now available in the u.s the new batch of 2010 malbec's very good exciting stuff. good stuff the malbec thank you, is thank good, you, thank you malbec is good. yeah yeah, you yeah guys. it goes well with turkey yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah so i just want to thank you for doing this and what i hope is that uh i speak to you again you know 
down the road and and uh we sure. see see where we're at we sort of covered um i think the cool part about doing this is you know now it's log now it's official we have this people can go say hey what's what's that guy about and they can go read their story if we go back and talk maybe we could talk uh you know simply about i don't know french wine or, or yeah, something yeah, else yeah, yeah. we could we could yeah, speak again my pleasure uh but they can go back and uh and learn a little bit about you because now we well, we know all about you now. You and know? I bring the beer next time. Yeah, maybe you could <laughs> you could sing something for us next time or something too. Or, you know, or now if you want. You know, uh, yeah. maybe not now. Maybe not. <coughs> now. I'm a bit of a cold. So okay. Well, well, next time, we'll uh, we'll have something prepared, uh, <laughs> official. Though I don't know if the my little studio microphone, <laughs> these little things can handle it. But we'll uh, we'll get there. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. And uh, thank you. Uh, we have thank a you. little bit of beer left here. We have a cold beer after a long day. And I say cheers, but you say... Santé. Santé. <laughs>